right, we'll talk about talk about the the forgiveness challenge that is going around. Have you heard about the forgiveness challenge? No. What are they doing? Oh my goodness. Okay. So, and, and I'm seeing some videos online. This forgiveness this challenge. Michelle said, "Try it." <laughs> Try it. Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the forgiveness challenge, basically, you know, we've gone through a really rough year. There's a lot of divisiveness. People are just turned their backs on each other. Family members cut, they cut people out, etc. And the forgiveness challenge has basically been brought forward. It's supposedly based on A Course in Miracles. Oh. Which we're reading, you know. We haven't got there yet. Right. Because we've no, been we got there. Before. Right, right. We're still on like the first, you know, two bits. But the, the forgiveness challenge is about essentially acknowledging and accepting that things are the way they need to be acknowledging that people are who they need to be and then forgiving them releasing yourself from the the energy of hatred or anger or whatever Mm -hmm. that's what this whole forgiveness challenge and this is something that in some ways i get it i understand the, the point i understand what people are trying to do i understand that people are trying to help each other recover from this year and to move forward in some sort of like loving brotherhood or sisterhood. But I feel the same way Crystal Bella love feels and with the LOL because that's that's the way I she, she like she she uh she was like uh she like there she is. She's like uh <laughs> I have my opinion about that. But I want you to tell me what you think about that whole forgiveness challenge. If I said, "Hey girl, I know this this past year has been a mess, you know, but I want you to work on forgiving everything and everybody so that you can move forward in the light and love of the universe and of God. You know, how do you feel about someone just like, because, you know, it's part of the spirituality. It's part of the thing, you know, with the thing of the ascension thing, you know, so forgiveness. Well, I think, remember I told you a while back, I, I already did this. And like, I've been hurt a lot. Like, I have been abused a lot, mm-hmm. like, regularly, you know, and I don't even think, I think a lot of people don't want to forgive because they feel like they want the other person that hurt them to mm-hmm. hurt, and I totally get that, but when I look at it in terms of carrying around lack, that's just adding to it because it's creating a bitterness in you to hold on to all that like I had people from like third grade that I was like yeah remember how you um messed over me like I needed to let that go so I definitely think that like first of all you already know I'm dealing Mm -hmm. with the nat issue right now Mm -hmm. um but I definitely think that some people you could absolutely forgive I mean it depends on what you've been hurt by because some stuff is not going to be as easy to let go of like if Mm -hmm. your uncle molested you and you had to go to Thanksgiving and try to have thanksgiving and he was there smiling like that's Mm going to be more difficult to let go of so when we're telling people you know you need to practice forgiveness we also need to be cognizant of what they went through because we don't know everything and Mm -hmm. people are not going to share all of that either but i do think there is something to be said for releasing that because it does create space for you to draw in the love of god the creator the universe Mm -hmm. and that is what you draw from when you are going to manifest or you are just moving through your life and like i said i mean i did that earlier this year and a couple times because after i did the first time i was like you know what i'm still thinking about that third grade thing and i'll tell y'all what happened too if if we have Mm -hmm. some time here Mm -hmm. do it 
So that was a really hard year for me. And I even went to the pattern to I have a pink Care Bear to support my back pain. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really hard year for me. And I went to the pattern and it was like, you are supposed to learn to love yourself. And I was like, I was eight and I'm black and we do not get taught that. So, mm. okay. Mm. Like at which point was I supposed to make that understanding mm. at eight years old? So I, that year I ended up wearing a neck brace and the spelling bee because I had a neck. I don't know, even know what it was. It just, I woke up one morning and I was like, I can't move my neck. Mm. And my mom's like, oh no. So I had to wear a neck brace and the spelling bee. And the word I got out on was bus stop. That is two words. Let's just, let's just make that mm. very clear. That is two words. So, okay. But my class was tough too, because the teacher was kind of racist and she was really always on my ass. So I was like, okay, I'm just a terrible person. I know that must be it. I must be terrible. Every time I try to tell her that somebody has kicked me or whatever the situation is, I get in trouble and I have to go to the office. So I just must be terrible and toxic. So we had these pillows, just like this Care Bear that we had in our classroom. And I would just like to say this is beautiful synchronicity that I'm sharing this and I'm also using a pillow. And we came back from the playground and this boy in my class had taken the pillow that I was using. And I was like, oh, what happened to the pillow that I had? And this other kid was like, oh, Greg took it. And I was like, oh, he did? Okay. So I was like, Greg, uh, you know, please give it back to me. I've been using it. And he was like, no. Mm -hmm. And I was like, um, I'm going to ask you again nicely to please give it back to me. Okay. And he was like, no, I'm not giving it back. So I just politely went over and kicked him in the stomach, took the pillow and sat <laughs> down right there. Right. Right. Because I'm like, I had already told you that you need to give me my shit back and you're not mm. doing it. So let's just take care of this real quick. Mm. So, of course, the teacher came in and the same guy that told me who took the pillow, which keyed me up to have this altercation, mm -hmm. told the teacher that I kicked the kid that was crying. And I was like, Mess. see, this is what I'm talking about. Right. So I, I was about 25 years old and I was at this bar nearby and I saw him and I said, you remember when you <laughs> and he was like what you still want to? and i was like hell yeah so so recently i just forgave him and the teacher and the other boy because i was holding on to that yeah. you know so i think it just depends really on what it is and mm. you're not really you're not doing it for them you're doing it for yourself because in order for you to be at your best, highest vibration, there are going to be things that you have to release so that you can fly a little bit. That's right. really just the way I see it. Right. I, you know, <clears throat> when I look at the idea of forgiveness, I think that for, I think people do not truly understand what forgiveness means and what it represents and what it has, how it affects you as a person on the, you know, into the deepest of your core. There are things that have happened in my life that because they happened and because I held on to them for as long as I did, they transformed and they changed my personality. They changed my nature. And I got to a certain point. Here's an example of this. 
when I, you know, left the relationship with my ex, he was just one of several in instances in my life where I had felt rejected by males or I felt unloved or unworthy, like I was trash or I was nothing. And it just made me so angry and resentful and just, it built up all of this energy with the, within me. Right. And I didn't just forgive him because I was like, to hell with that. Like, instead of, instead of saying, well, I forgive you and, you know, I forgive you, I release you from this. Um, no, I said, screw this. I'm going to show you motherfuckers what y'all all think about me because y'all all, my stepfather, my father, my, you know, ex, y'all all, all the bullies at school, y'all all treated me this way. Y'all all put me through hell and back and y'all all underestimated my potential because of this. Let me show you what I can do. And because of that anger and because of that energy within me, it forced me and pushed me outside of my comfort zones and it forced me to reinvent myself in a completely different way. I would say that I would not be doing what I do today had I not gone through that experience and held on to that because me trying to build myself up and to put myself out there and to say, I'm gonna put myself on camera, I'm gonna do readings for people live, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open myself to criticism, but I'm gonna show everybody what I can do. Like all of that in, intention and energy was behind that resentment and that anger. Had I forgiven, I probably wouldn't have moved as quickly or achieved some of the things that I've been able to achieve from those right. emotions. And so I would have done myself a huge disservice had I just released that and not allowed it to transform me. And I think that in our lives, we go through these experiences, all of us, we go through experiences. Some of them are heartbreaking, some of them are painful, some of them are wonderful, but all of the experiences serve us and they create and they transform us and they affect us. There are some things that we hold on to that yes, they affect us in ways that actually do not help us to evolve or to grow or to expand. They cause us to contract and to become smaller versions of ourselves. 100% we should work on forgiving and releasing ourselves from that. But sometimes when you're going from absolute despair to love and joy, you can't make that jump over from this low point to this high point. You have to work through the emotional scale and the next level above despair is anger and rage. And then, it, you know, then you go up and there's acceptance and then you go up and then there's other emotions. And so for me, the anger, the rage that I held onto was a step up from despair. And so I used it to my purpose. I used it to my advantage. Some of the things that we go through, we can use. We can use all of that emotional fuel and propel ourselves towards something. You know, Jesus used his anger when he went to that, you know, went to that um, marketplace in front of the church and beat the hell out of everybody. What the hell y'all are doing here? Turning people's tables over. You know, he didn't forgive. I'm going to forgive y'all. I'm going to forgive the man who went out and preached forgiveness. I'm going to forgive y'all for selling in front of the church and making money for, you know, the government. No, he's like, screw y'all. Y'all need to get the hell out of here. What the hell is wrong with y'all? He held those people accountable and he reacted to show how unjustified that was. Buddha did the same thing. When the monks threw that, you know, when they threw one of their fellow monks out on the street because he was sick and couldn't do nothing to lift a finger to help them with their chores, you know, Buddha didn't say, oh, I forgive y'all. And, you know, no, and, and compassion for all y'all monks. No, he like called all of them bastards out and said, what the hell y'all are doing? We're supposed to be practicing compassion. This is not an example of compassion, people. So you take this man, you make, you make yourselves responsible for him and you show me what true compassion looks like. Like he held them accountable. 
and he brought them to the position of justifying why he was so upset or so angry with that. So as people in this 2020 year, a lot of us have had different experiences and it is easy for a white man who is in a cushy apartment who doesn't have to rely on the government or on all these other things for income. It's easy for a, a white man who's in a nice apartment to get on camera and says, hey, everybody, we got to learn to forgive everybody. We got to learn to forgive each other. No, because you are not the you are you are not the culmination of everything that has happened this year. You are not directly impacted by some of the things that some of us were, you know, at the same time, it's easy for someone who just is tired of politics, tired of all the stuff that has gone out there to say, you know, we just need to forgive and move on. This is not what this is about, y'all. This is not about forgetting and moving forward. This is about acknowledging the issue, holding those accountable who are in positions to change things so that we no longer need to repeat these issues and moving forward. I can forgive and release the anger I hold towards others. I'm not going to release them from the obligations that they have with the rest of society, with us as people. So forgiving doesn't mean letting something go and not holding people accountable. Forgiving just means right. I'm no longer going to be in this ritual of anger and hatred towards you. Now that we are at this point, this is what you were responsible for. You need to be accountable to this, just as we all have things that we need to be accountable with this year. And so don't I, I, the idea of people coming and saying we need to forgive, we need to forgive. No, 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 no. We need to hold ourselves accountable first and actually fulfill the responsibilities we individually have to ourselves, to each other, and then hold those who are in the most posi- who are in the positions of most power and effect, hold those individuals accountable to the rest of us because they are here to serve us. That is the job that they're signed up for. We are paying for their jobs. So they are accountable to us, all of us. So we need to hold people accountable and then we can move forward. But we don't forgive and move forward and ignore and forget because that achieves nothing could you imagine if hitler was like hey everybody we finally got caught hitler let's go ahead and forgive him i know he killed a few million people and he gassed a bunch of people yeah it's okay though because we need to achieve ascension let us forgive and move past that and what i would say to that is are you fucking full of shit like who are who the hell do you think you are to tell these people how they should react to the situation you need to be part of the solution not part of ignoring the problem so 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 let's back up real quick because i feel like this forgiveness challenge is forgive the government and forgive the establishment for the bullshit that they put forget forget absolutely the the opposite side of like politics yeah if i'm a democrat you're republican i'm gonna forgive you this and that like it comes down to all of that which i'm not a democrat i'm i don't yeah i I don't know because i don't watch tv and i don't i'm like i barely i'm on social media to post and i see a couple things and then i get off I'm, I will say this about forgiving those who are trespassing against us in this place. Mm-hmm. No. Most particularly our government, because they are intentionally not giving us this stimulus check, which I continue to have dreams about unnecessarily mm-hmm. because I don't even want it. But I know other people are like, yeah. man, people can use it. Yeah. yeah. But there are people who really, are really starving. do want it. Yeah. And they need and they it. want it and they're they like, need we it. need it yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. And they're not giving it to us yeah. and they're doing it on purpose. And and my thing is, I really feel like these people are intentionally trying to reduce us to a state of lack because we're like, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. And once you get to the bottom of that, what are you going to do? You're angry, you're frustrated, and you are going to start hurting 
others. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we can't even really talk about forgiveness. First of all, what we need to be doing, I don't care what side you're on, is banding together to tell them they got us fucked up. Yeah. It doesn't matter what <laughs> side we're on. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. we are the citizens, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, whatever your party is, these people have designed this government like they are our daddy. Yeah. And here we are without our parent because they don't want to care for us because we're not uh, following rules. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You're still in charge. You have this society designed mm-hmm. so that we have to come to you for everything. And here you are neglecting your children because we're not behaving correctly. I don't agree with that. And mm-hmm. no, I will not. No, I will not extend forgiveness and I will talk shit every time I can because mm-hmm. they've been doing this to people since the very beginning when they started this mm-hmm. uh, government and this country. Um, and I was saying today something about um, it's like every time they show up somewhere to be conquistador or whatever, they mm-hmm. just break everything. We just had Thanksgiving. All I could think about was how they stole these people's property. Mm-hmm. And created this bullshit on top of it. Mm-hmm. And you know you they, know, they changed that. They changed that in, in Canada. You know, because Ed and I were talking about this. And I'm like, they're never going to. You know, we're never going to change Thanksgiving into something else. But you can rebrand, and that's what you do. You rebrand. Mm-hmm. If you can't get rid of it, you rebrand. Which I don't want to get rid of Thanksgiving. I love the whole process of Thanksgiving, right. and you know, get, have actually giving it's thanks family for things. Day or it's just pretty appreciative. Yeah. But in, 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 in Canada, they, I think, I believe if people are here in Canada, they rebranded and they no longer think of it as like Thanksgiving, like, you know, pilgrims arrived or whatever. To, to them, Thanksgiving yeah. is about the harvest and it is that time of the year mm-hmm. where the harvest is available and we are, we are reaping the benefits of all the hard work we did for the whole year. Not that everybody's a farmer, yeah. but that's the idea of it. And then of course there's this Thanksgiving. And I think there's a lot of things that we can rebrand because what we've been taught in schools is not accurate to what actually happened. And it's it's inaccurate on both sides because you know we, we, we talk about the settlers and the people who arrived here, they were coming here to escape persecution. But you don't show up in somebody else's house and say, hey y'all, I'm a victim, so I'm entitled to what you have you're, you're, you know, you're, you're the one that's, that's evil because you're standing in my way because I have the righteousness of God behind me. You know, yeah. you don't do that. So that's their, that was their mistake. And in many instances, they did pay the price because that created a lot of wars between them and the natives in the country. Mm-hmm. But then you also, it's not like all of the natives were like these like good going people were like, Hey, we're here for peace and love. No, there were like rivals and clans and, you know, wars. So, and because it's humans, these are humans having human experiences. I mean, that's the thing though. They had their own <laughs> lifestyle yeah. that they were living yeah. before yeah. they showed up to say, okay, well now you'll do it like this and you will talk to our Jesus and you will participate in this only. And if you don't, you will be stricken from the land that you have tilled for all of these many thousands of years. Like who right. does that in every place they show up at? In every continent that you arrive to, you're like, oh, no, this is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But that's the, you know, that's the, the issue with that is I'm going to live, but I'm not going to let you live the way that you choose to live. 
That's the issue. It's the issue over and over and over again. I mean, happened with the Germans, happened with most of the wars. Either I want your resources, I want control of your territory, or I don't agree with the way you choose to live, so I won't let you live, but I want the entitlement of being able to live the way I want to. It's almost like what, what just happened with uh, the court. You know, it, it, the majority was, you know, with um, churches and places of worship, you know, that the government has no right to tell a church that they can't have this many people and that they blah 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 blah, blah. and yet the pope stood up and was like uh y'all are wrong for that <laughs> it's the pope who is and, and this was the catholic I, I wonder what what's her face on the the new the new uh, supreme court i'm gonna i wonder because she, she is like a devout catholic and people are always like well the pope's not catholic i'm like he is the head of the whole catholic work it's like saying you know what well, jesus ain't really a christian um it, it literally is like the head of the, they had to go through all this drama just to get to that position. So okay. I can assure you, he knows what he's talking like about that. as a Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I, I, I wonder, for me, that was just a little piece of like, well, I wonder what she's thinking. Cause here she is, she voted against this. So she voted for, you know, this, um, religious, uh, protections and that's a real slippery slope because once you start to elevate, you know, a religion above the, common welfare of people you empower religious organizations to basically play god in certain instances you know and mm -hmm. so i wonder what she was thinking when the pope came out and was like y'all are wrong for that <laughs> oh girl the the head of your the head of the organization that you hold in the highest virtue and then the reason why you made this decision just said you wrong for that like i wonder what she must be thinking but it's it that's what it comes down to you know, I, I release myself from experiences and, and scenarios and, and situations that hold lower energy for me that serves no purpose. So if I had like a client, you know, come, you know, someone go and put a bad review, yeah, I'm probably going to feel about it a, a certain, I'm going to feel a certain way about it for the first day or so. But then I release it because I'm like, you know what, it's okay. It's all right. Because this, you know, this person is living their truth and they haven't damaged me. They haven't hurt me. They may think they did, but in fact, by me leaving that bad review up there, they've just empowered me because I'm showing authenticity. Like, this is who I am. This is what people say about me. Whether you like it or take it, doesn't matter. This is what it is. But when it comes to situations like with the government or with like our loved ones, the people in our lives who have positions of authority or power, like you're accountable to something just like I'm accountable to myself and to things and I have to I have to meet my obligations and I have to fulfill those obligations and I am accountable to those things y'all are accountable to us and you're going to be accountable to us whether you choose to or not so for those people coming around you know we should forgive everybody I'm like no because a whole host of people contributed to this this movement of hatred and bigotry a bunch of people contributed to that. Whether they choose to acknowledge their part in it or not, it doesn't matter. A whole bunch of people contributed to that. Just like a whole bunch of people, you know, empowered Hitler. A whole bunch of people empowered Stalin. A whole bunch of people empowered, you know, um, Fidel Castro. So a bunch of people empowered these individuals and this movement to to operate and to function the way that it has. So just because those people are out or just because something's changed on the, at the top doesn't mean that the people who empowered them don't have, that there isn't a reckoning that has to happen, not just for us who have been the other side of that, but for themselves. Because I don't really think that those individuals know 
what they've done fully. It is it is that that the proverb, you know, like you know, uh, what is the word? You know, God, uh, Father, forgive them for they they know not what they do. And I really think that I really think that it's, it's ignorance. People do not realize what they've done because they believe something else, or they've only been tunnel vision about things. And so there is a there is a level of responsibility that every single person on this planet and every single person in this country, you know, ourselves included. Yeah. There's responsibilities that we have, and we're obligated to meet those responsibilities and those obligations. It's not about wiping it away, forgiving, and moving forward. It's about, okay, y'all, this has been the issue. This is what happened because of the issue. What do we need to do to make this better? And those of you who contributed or who are in positions of power, what specifically do you need to do to make this better so that we're not back here again? You know, I love my family. I love people who I have very opposite views from, but I'm not going to stop holding people accountable to their own actions and behaviors. Right. And if that means me no longer investing in a friendship or no longer investing in certain relationships because the, the outcome is losing connection with someone that represents something different. I represent certain yeah. things in my life. So if if I'm not around you as often or if I'm not communicating, that's the consequence. You're 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 going to disconnect from the people that you essentially are choosing you chose to go against in brotherhood and sisterhood and all of that, you know? So no, there's there are consequences to actions. That doesn't mean that I'm going to like hate on people and go after people. No, because it's not about that. But I'm going to damn well going to hold people accountable and I'm going to point out, yeah, okay, that's great, but this is what you need to work on because this is what right. you did and that's not acceptable. It's not okay, no matter how you want to think about it. So you need to work on that. Um, they are continuing to operate incorrectly. Like every time somebody on the internet acts like a racist, it's because they are being ignited by the fire that has lit mm. in the capital of this country and mm. it is being fueled by a bunch of bullshit yeah. so they need to get it together because everybody down here in the city i'm just calling the country the city because <laughs> it's like you know we're all down mm. here they are just moving from what they're seeing their mm. daddy do they need to do right yeah. Because it's it's really it's gonna get ugly if they don't fix it. It's like mm -hmm. why are you acting like this? It's like you are intent. That's why I say it's. I feel like it's intentional on some level because how can you be this disconnected from what is needed mm. among the citizens in the mm. country that you supposedly run? Because it's not about the greater good. It's about the individual reward. And the opportunity to feel empowered in a mindset or in a habitual nature that before has always had this stigma to it. So it's almost like, you know, someone, most people have that uncle or have that relative or that friend and they're never politically correct. They never say things the way that they're supposed, they should say things. Right. And that person has probably been chastised over and over and over again. And here comes someone that rises up and expresses themselves in the exact same way and they achieve these levels of power and they can achieve all these other things that this person has achieved. And they're like, oh my God, I see myself in this person. I, it's okay, I'm okay, I'm not broken, I'm not 
wrong, it's okay for me to be this way. And what I say to those people is, eh, you might want to, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. You're wrong not in who you are authentically. You're wrong in becoming aware that something is not what it should be to help us all achieve because we're on this planet together. There's nothing we can do to change yeah. that. No, no, no one's getting off right. this planet. You know, SpaceX ain't going to Mars yet. So we're all here. These individuals who suddenly feel empowered, like they can do this, they continue to do it because they thought they were wrong, but then there's examples of that they can still be great and continue to do those things. And it's not that the person is evil or the person is the devil. It's that the person learned how to exist in this world only considering the color of their skin, only considering things that come from their culture, only considering certain things. And most of us have, I mean, I came from a Hispanic background, so there's certain things I'm gonna relate to, but I'm not going to hold that above what would actually affect and benefit all of us, which is we all deserve love. We all deserve care. We all deserve respect. We all deserve dignity. We all deserve healthcare. We all deserve food. We all deserve shelter. We all deserve a position and a voice that is heard. And that is just not the way it is. And that is something that we should all be working towards. And no one can disagree with that. But when people are trying to get get theirs, sometimes they trying to achieve that end up overlooking the injustices and the incorrectness of their of their behavior and they end up doing it you know they end up making everyone rich but they kill you know half the population in the process so it's like okay well you did what you said you wanted to do you wanted to give everybody this but you also killed half the people on the planet so did you really do this righteously or did you do this from a place of destruction, from a place of anger and fear and hatred. The idea that they do anything righteously is laughable at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like, because they don't even understand it. You yeah. know, it's like, what's righteous to them is just what's what's white. Yeah. And that's how they've been raised and that's what their mindset is, is mm. you guys are being ridiculous because you don't love this country. How could you not? Yeah. How how could you have a problem with the way this country operates? How yeah. could you have issue with it? <laughs> and it's like, um, I have been living here and I see the effects of it on my community. And honestly, I see how it has affected my family in, you know, the things that they went through in terms of racism or how they've tried to operate to be on the level of white people. It's like all of these things and they still don't accept you mm-hmm. all of these things. And they still don't care how much money you have. You still are black. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're, we're tearing apart our own community to fit in and to be accepted and to try to rise to the, to the level at which they will, you know, treat us with respect, but it doesn't matter how much money you have. You still are the same, you know? Yeah. To them. Yeah. It's, it's something that is not going to change anytime soon, but I believe that we will come to a day where we are really, even though we will still have our differences, because this yeah. world will always be this world, but we will still have our differences, but 
the things that practically we all can give ourselves now, the, the things that we all suffer from is, are the things that we can give ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we don't. And we continue to yeah. perpetuate the discord and the disharmony and the inequality. And there mm-hmm. are a lot of unjustifiable reasons for that. And I think once we start to realize that to really heal, we have to work and cooperate and come together in the, in the most effective way possible. Because coming together, singing Kumbaya, and then you know wanting to kill each other after the, the, the fire's been put out, that's not really doing anything. So, right. and that's what people want to do. They want to forgive and they want to forget and they want to move forward. I'm like, yeah, that's great, but that's not going to effectively change anything. And, you know, well, because you're, you're identifying with victimhood and victims. And, you know, if you identify with victimhood, you will experience victimhood. You'll experience victim being a victim. And I'm like, okay, those of you making these videos, obviously, because some of these people are like, you know, if you come from that mindset, your reality is going to show you that this is what it is. And I'm like, okay, so those of you telling me that this reality is, is because I am choosing to live and experience victimhood, why are y'all even acknowledging this in conversation and in a video? Because by acknowledging that this needs to be, by you coming up with the forgiveness challenge and trying to tell people they need to learn to forgive each other, you've immediately put yourself in a superiority complex uh, position and you're not empathizing with the pain and the suffering that people have endured. And it's like, we're all here together. You're not gonna be able to stop yourself from having a human experience, no matter how hard you try. So this whole bullshit right. about, think of, don't think of being a victim, think of like all of the love and the great, and I'm like, yeah, that, that has a place. That has its place in a human life. But coming to us and saying, hey, don't, don't connect with being human. Don't relate yeah. to being human. Don't acknowledge the suffering of humans. Because if you do that, the reality is going to show you that. I'm like, okay. Speaking I on, ridiculous. I can't, I can't. I'm like, just the fact that y'all have to talk about this has already gone against what y'all just told us, which is you're acknowledging right. that this exists. So you can't go against it either. You can't fight against this either because you're trying, you're having to acknowledge this. So, Instead of just trying to ignore or avoid, see what is and try to make it better. Try to do something right. that you can to make it better. Forgiving and ignoring it isn't, isn't it. Acknowledging right. and working towards a, a righteous action to resolve, that's the right. And then, you can, and then forgiveness can come in naturally. Forgiveness comes in naturally. You know, you shouldn't have to work to forgive people. Forgiveness comes right. in naturally when you actually are in a place of peace with some things in your life and then forgiveness just falls in. It's like, I don't even have to work on forgiving this person. I just forgive them. And, and that's been most of what I've experienced when I've tried really hard to forgive people or to let something go, it actually makes it bigger and it makes it worse. And so instead I'm like, you know what? Let me work on the thing that that person brought up within me. Let me work on the issue that's there and let me improve that. Let me, let me make that better. Let me hold people accountable. And when that has happened, forgiveness just happens naturally. It's a byproduct of righteous right. action or righteous mm-hmm. intent. It's a, it's a, it's a byproduct. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think there's something to be said for, you know, not being a victim because I mean, that's something that I really believe is like, especially in the black community, if we could see ourselves less as victims, then we would feel better. But 
even in releasing yourself from victimhood, all you're doing there is looking at what strengths you got from the experience that yeah. made you feel victimized so that mm-hmm. you can then use them as, you know, power to move mm-hmm. through the pain of being a victim. But that yeah. doesn't mean that you forget that the person hurt you. Mm-hmm. You don't, I know my video is messing up now, y'all, no, but fine, you don't forget that the person hurt you just oh. because you then find the power in the pain. You don't forget that they did something to you. So it, even in saying, well, stop being a victim, they still are wrong. Mm-hmm. They're still wrong. Even if you release yourself from victimhood, they're still wrong in it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to atone for their wrongdoing. So I'm, such a fan of talking shit to these people who are continuing to be wrong like and i have lost so many friends in growing up in tomball and having a slew of white friends i've just lost so many so much respect for people that i respected growing up i don't know why i guess because i didn't know that they were racist even though i knew they were racist it's just like i have lost it and I'm like, you are really going to feel it at some point, buddy. Well, I think a part of that is also, I think a part of it, you know, because I wouldn't say that everybody that aligned themselves with certain, you know, movements was coming from a place of racism. I don't agree with that. But you are still supporting a movement that is basically coming from a place of racism. So you're contributing yeah. to it. And so for you, race is a an, an issue that isn't that important. But it is because you know, that's one level. That's like a first layer. Like when you see someone, you can obviously make out the differences in them versus you because there's differences there. And so racism is a, it's a surface level issue. When you go deeper than that, there are other differences that start to show up as well that are much deeper and much more finely rooted. And so what I think has happened is those people who were unable to either empathize or sympathize or chose not to when they were encountering a situation in the last year that was obviously, obviously unjustifiable, obviously inhumane, obviously coming from a place of hatred or unmitigated control or power. When you choose to support that, even though internally you know that there are certain things about it that are wrong, then at that point you have chosen to align yourself with a very specific intent that is probably selfish. Mm -hmm. Because if you acknowledge and accept an injustice on a surface level, then at the core of your being, is there really love? Is there really compassion? Is there really right. empathy for the fellow human? Is there really a sense of community and connection? Because if it takes just the color of someone's skin or the sound of someone's voice or the belief someone holds that is justifiable, if you hold that as a reason of contempt, then you choose to take anything at a surface level to take yourself to the darkest parts of your humanity. And you express that darkest part of your humanity and you never find yourselves accountable to that. And this is what I talk about when I say accountability, because if you allowed yourself to become the darkest version of yourself, 
based on a surface level reaction. Are you really the loving being that you claim to be or that you try to be? Is it so deeply rooted or is it something that is just a falsehood? And I think this year has taught me a lot about myself, you know, because there were certain times where I did react to people. I did um, put people on blast, but I don't feel, and if I ever do this, any of y'all call me out on it, but I don't feel that I went and tried to disgrace or tear someone down into nothing. I, I, I don't think I tried to take someone's power away or to turn them into nothing. I just simply reflected back to them exactly what they were reflecting to me okay. in a way that is obviously pointing out what they were trying to achieve and coming from this place of not having justification for it. Um, yeah, it came across as a smart ass way of making people feel stupid and looking at themselves, but they are the ones that are coming from that place. And so you, as I've said to people, you come for me, you're going to get it. And I gave it to people on a few times, but I don't feel that I expressed, expressed, this sense of hatred where I wanted to destroy someone completely. I don't feel like I did that. Now, I did remove people from my life and I did push people away and said, if this is your position, if this is where you're coming from, you have no right following me or even being part of my circle because you're not even aligned with the philosophies or the spiritual beliefs that I hold so dear and that I try so hard to push into the world. You're not coming from that place. So why are you even in my circle? Why are you in my orbit? You know... <laughs> He's a whole planet, so just figure it the fuck out. <laughs> right. So, I mean, but that's how I felt. And I'm, I'm okay with that because I'm like, look, if I'm going to do anything good for people, I want the people who I'm doing good for to represent the goodness as well because they're going to go on and create goodness for others also. I don't need people to be yeah. fakes and frauds to act one way and then when they don't get their way or something doesn't show up the way they want it to, come for it and try to destroy that thing that is against them in their minds no that's yeah. not what i'm here for well i feel like you used to be somebody different you know just like i'm talking about being somebody different i mean it's like you had to evolve as well and you're mm. coming more into like your activism voice that's like no this is wrong yeah. and a lot of people are struggling to accept that because they're used to you just being like hello guys we're gonna talk about spirits and you're mm. like no we absolutely need to talk about what's real here yeah. and what's happening because even though we're fighting a spiritual war, we still have this level, which is racism and political injustice that we have to fight and mm. how we're treating each other as humans. That is terrible. And if you don't speak up on it, then something is wrong with you. So mm. you not speaking up on it would be more of a question to me than you speaking about it mm. like i don't talk a lot all the time about this but it's a huge issue and i'm always watching because i'm waiting for the thing that's gonna take me to the street because mm. i'm getting a megaphone <laughs> and a big radio yeah you know union. because union yes, because, <laughs> because i feel like people are not using love yeah and they're using the lack and the hatred in them to operate mm. in this world. Just like you said, if you go to the darkest place in you based on something on a human level, then first of all, you're doing it wrong. But also you just you need some work and, mm. and not to say that I'm the most right person because I barely got are. here. None of us are. Right. Yeah. Even Jesus right. and the Buddha were not 
hundred percent. Right. <laughs> you can't be here. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because we are human. Like this body is going to render you imperfect. Right. Period. Right. Like you having it means that even before you decided, okay, I think I'm going to try to be a righteous individual and mm. I'm going to try to do these things that are full of love and I'm trying to be a light beam and all this shit. Well, first of that, before any of that happened, you probably went through a bunch of crap that gave you a bunch of wounds that you, just like you were saying earlier, mm. before you even get to the light beam portion of your life, you're like, I'm about to hit somebody. Because people keep coming by me and they keep hurting me. I'm going to hit everybody. Like, because I know I was like that. Mm. I was like, you know what? Before I can get hurt again, I'm just going to project anger. Don't come to me. And a lot of people are doing that. But they need to stop doing it from a racist viewpoint because a lot of people have guns. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be out here shooting each other because of racism. Mm. Oh, my God. We all still have a soul. Mm -hmm. Like, what color is it? Mm-hmm. You talk about the spiritual, you, you just, you said spiritual warfare. Like when you say that, yeah. what are you talking about? Or what, because people might say spiritual, what's she talking about spiritual warfare? Like, what does that mean? What is that to you? Okay. Well, I really feel like we're fighting a deep spiritual war in which it's like, it's light versus dark on some level you know like Mm. because if you look at the way they operate they're operating from a place that is not love so Mm. it's like love versus hate and to me if i look at it on the spiritual level that is light versus dark so it's like it's really going much deeper than just she said you got two views probably (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) but it's it's much deeper than just we're fighting against racism because i went and read that book of enoch where they talk about the war against oppression in which i don't think the archangels are coming but like the archangels fought this war we're here against oppression right we're there so that's what i mean we are the angels we are the light beings we are the we are the bringers of truth and awareness of that which has been produced for us by us so that we may see ourselves righteously within the spectrum of reality of love and of separation so we are here and yeah i asked aja this last week because I was curious about this. I'm like, what is this light and dark crap? Like, what is this like <laughs> war against the good versus the bad thing? Because this has been going on for generations and I don't understand when the shit is going. Like I, I had a cousin post on Facebook, like I'm a, I'm, I'm a Christ follower and Jesus follower and we are being judged and we may not see, you know, the rapture in our lifetime, but it's coming and Jesus is going to make us. And I'm just like, girl, what are you achieving with this post? Because you've said nothing that has contributed to any kind of positive growth or expansion. It's like, you've not talked me into choosing righteousness. You've talked me into, I've just been judged and I've just been critiqued and I've just been told that I'm not worthy and that I'm going to be punished. Like, why would you, why would you just put that up? How is that making our lives? How is that making anything better on this, you know, on this realm? I asked Aja about this and this is what Aja said. We, have always been source being. We have been all things simultaneously. In order to understand ourselves, we have broken ourselves up into 
perspectives into pieces. And we've allowed ourselves to experience and expand from those pieces. We, we decided and chose to establish a platform, a stage for this experience. That which is the physical world is this experience, is this platform. It is the place we all come to to experience and express ourselves in any potentiality that can be created by source in thought form. We come to this physical realm. We have all agreed that this is the playground. We will play it, that we will have our experiences here. As you've begun to play in this platform within this stage, as you be, as you begun to play, you've begun to create stories that represent a reality that has never existed beyond the deepest recesses of human suffering. You've created a reality and you've fed each other stories that have built upon stories that have been produced from stories that come from the deepest forms of pain. In this, you have created a sub-reality within the grand reality. You have created an alternate reality that still exists within the framework of reality. So many have decided to support, to assist, to validate the sub-reality that there is now a conflict. There is a program that is in conflict with itself. The great reality that we all decided on the deepest soul level and the sub-reality that the human mind has conceptually produced that is being supported by the events of this year. There is a fight happening between the sub-reality and the grand reality. The grand reality will always hold purely because it has been agreed to by source. We all being source. The sub-reality has been agreed to by suffering and will be supported in suffering. Once suffering begins to be resolved incrementally by each individual that has chosen from a human place to support that, then the sub-reality will begin to dissolve and diminish and will begin to resolve itself back into the grander reality. So it's the sub-reality, this mindset, this place of reality that people are holding true, people, mm -hmm. limited yeah. perspectives against the grand reality, which is supported by the souls of all those yeah. who are here. So there's a fight happening between the two. The grander reality will always win out because it always has. The sub-reality at some point will slam against, slam against the delusion of itself within the grander yeah. delusion that we've all bought into. But the sub-reality will hit its delusionary reality self. And it will, at some point, it's going to be just, there's no way to support it or to continue to sustain it. It just is not real. But it's going to yeah. take a lot of people a long time to work through that. It's not going to be all at once. Yeah. So the rapture yeah. or this, you know, the end is coming. 2020 is, is the signifier or the, the catalyst 
for this collision that has happened. And now we have a whole host of people who are in suffering, trying to hold their reality as if it is the only reality, butting it up against yeah. the grander reality that is unchangeable and will always exist. So it's a clash of, and, and you know, when you look at the realities, it doesn't really matter because they are simply frequencies and vibrations and variations of light and darkness. Light being the pureness yeah. of wholeness of self and of awareness of self. The darkness being the delusion that there is no self, the delusion that we are separate, which it's still, it is a delusion that we created to give us the experience of separation to come to this mm -hmm. point of awareness and experience. So there's all this going on here. So the light, the darkness will always exist. The light will always exist because we've chosen for it to exist for the purpose of our expansion and our expression into beingness. But the sub-reality, which is one of several sub-realities, mm -hmm. is, is banging the wall because it's not going to yeah. be able to be supported. At some point, the cracks will start to happen because it cannot expand beyond the larger reality it's going to just implode on itself and that's what's disheartening is we're seeing that happening right now we're seeing people fall into this internal conflict and they have to yeah. make a choice are they going to give themselves to the lightness that is that they're being summoned by to mm -hmm. expand outside of that to go outside of that to move right. outside of that subreality or are they going to collapse in with the subreality and self-destruct and if it and becomes jump up that, a roof. exactly, and jump up a roof or to take as many people as they can with them. And so yeah. that's the lightness and the darkness that's happening now. And I won't say, yeah. oh, well, all of the people who are on the right are in that sub-reality. All of the people who are mm -hmm. on the left are in that. No, this is not even about right no. or left. This is about it's really people and the individual. It comes down to that individual. It's really not about even which political party or what color or any of that. It's really about what's in you. Because honestly, I see it like, you know, those negative thoughts that you have, that is what can take you. You know what I mean? Like if you're not able to talk yourself out of that, you will absolutely be ready to kill a bunch of people, kill yourself or your family. And a lot of people are not going to be able to cope with what they're feeling based on what's happening outside of us it's going to be like okay well our reality that we're seeing is crumbling oh my god i can't handle it now i'm either going to like you said mm -hmm. fall inward or i'm going to reach outward raise my vibration and connect with something higher than me to realize that number one i guess i'm praying but you know what i'm saying but mm -hmm. there's something more than this there's something more than this, what we see, because we're really, this is not real, you mm -hmm. know, like there's so much more than this. And, and if we can make it through whatever we're about to go through, gosh, we're going to reach the Mecca. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's going to be mm -hmm. so beautiful. Like I can't wait to not go to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but you know, I do think that we can make this world a better place and it's within our reasonable, yeah. it's within reasonable control and power for us now to be able to make this world a, if someone doesn't have to worry about their medicine or their, or their medical care, about their home, right. about their food, and if they can just, you know, live peacefully amongst others and live in the way that they choose to, 
that in itself is a recipe for a lot of good things to come to humanity. That's that, that right there is a representation of just the basic level paradise. I think we can mm-hmm. achieve basic level paradise here. I think it's totally doable here. All of us singing kawaii all together, flying across you know the sky because we all have suddenly grown wings. That's not gonna happen. It ain't just it ain't. Right. <laughs> But we can we can achieve a basic level of paradise here. And it's within our reason, it's within our power to do so right now. And the thing about it is if we have, if there was just an organization like a country that exemplified or was the example to the rest of the world, hey, this is what we've been able to do for our own people, for ourselves, so that they all have what they need. They don't have to suffer. And from this, we've also been able to produce opportunities for other countries, for trade, for other things. Would you like to be a part of this with us? Yes, we will. Because more people want to not suffer than people who want to suffer. And I think that once we figure that basic math out, I think we can do a lot of good things, but we have to hold people accountable. Forgiving people and letting them get off the hook because they didn't do what they were supposed to do or because they got away with what they did is not is a, is a non-negotiable, unacceptable, unacceptable thing for a reasonable, responsible human being in this reality at this time. You know what, Fernie? I, I just I struggle to understand how and again, y'all forgive the wine. I struggle to understand how so many people forget that the creator of all of this is was the type of individual at some point that will wipe your ass out for not doing the right thing like let's remember that as we are here they need to be held accountable if it's our duty as people humans who are here to do light work that also means standing in the gap and saying Mm -hmm. this is wrong and you're harming these other folks, you need to atone for this, mm-hmm. then we have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what that means, but- It's setting boundaries. It's we setting, have- we yeah. have to set a collective boundary as human beings on this planet. And the precedence has been the amount of violence and hatred and bigotry and suffering that we've created for ourselves in the past. Our history has shows us over and over again that we are capable of atrocities. And in my past lives, I've been a part of several of them, which is why I'm such an avid um, push pusher for peace and for you know love for each other. But we have to be accountable on a human collective level. And until we set those boundaries with each other, nothing changes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Set your own boundaries first, and then wreck shop on those outside mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. We love y'all. We are done, and um, yeah, we'll see y'all. I know. I don't know. If we're gonna see them next Saturday. This might be two episodes, but we love y'all. Yeah. Yes, I enjoyed it. We were just chatting and, and having a good time, and I drank my little black box of wine. You all know I don't really. Drink <laughs> I don't have to, Yeah, I didn't have to drink anything today. I was I was in my right my right mind today, so I was like, okay, I'm good. I was good. But all right, everybody, we love y'all, and we will see y'all next time.